0: This is the very first episode of Rights and Brands Podcast. We have here the author Juha Itkonen, and I'm his literary agent Leena Stinakakko. We would like to welcome you to listen to us talk about Juha's new book, Beyond Our Reach. In the beginning, you heard a song that was written and performed by Juha himself. And we'll talk more about this song in the end of our talk, uh, because it it has a really essential part in the book. But firstly, thank you Juha for accepting my invitation to be our very first guest in our podcast.
1: Thank you. It's an honor.
0: You're an author of a dozen books, hugely beloved novels, short story collections, other titles, and actually a very familiar name to everyone in Finland. But beyond our reach, in Finnish it's called Ihmettakaikki. It was published only three weeks ago, and it is a really special and outstanding book not thinking only about your career, but um, also in many other ways too. Could you start by telling us what the book is about?
1: It really is a special book for me too, so it's it's hard to define. But it's about it's about life, it's about parenthood, it's about marriage, it's about family, actually about themes that I have written about in my previous book too, but this one, it's an autobiographical novel. It's specifically about very, very strange happenings, strange things that happened to our family. Sad and moving, and also very delightful things that happened. There was a pregnancy that didn't end well. We had to make a hard decision. And after that a new pregnancy pregnancy with twins and the twins were born very very much early, premature babies. So we ended up to a hospital for a long time and experiences there but all of this happened in the span of a year. So it it was a special year.
0: Indeed, an extraordinary year for your family and, and in in general terms as well. Um, you obviously tell these events from the point of view of a man and a father. And although you are this uh, modern Scandinavian father who wants to commit to his family life, um, spends a lot of time with his kids and, and even demands to be a part of everything, um, in a way, you always stay a bit like an outsider, um, and this is mainly because of the mere biological facts. It's, of course, the wife, and in your book you've named her Rose. Um, it's the wife who's physically pregnant and and uh, who has the babies inside of her, who gives birth, who also suffers physically. Um, How did you experience this?
1: Dissonance? I think I experienced it very, very strongly. I've, I've always thought about it that you can share the share baby, you can share the kids after they are born, after they are like physically in this world. Then it's easy. You can share it. But the pregnancy, it, it really is something that happens only to a woman, and the man always stands outside. And then in, especially in these circumstances when when something unexpected unwished happens and then it happens to a woman happens to her and then it happens to both of you but there's still this difference, there's still this border that you cannot cross It's a, it's a very difficult situation I think it's it's what this first part of this book is is very much about that and i also think that it's almost something that i thought do i have the right to write about this it it really happens to a woman but then i thought that there are men involved (laughs) and (laughs) men men have feelings too (laughs) and and it can be like interesting and also like important for both parties for both men and women to to get the story from a man's perspective
0: yes there's been women writing about it but maybe not so many men
1: yeah I, i think so too i cannot think of a book like that from from man's perspective
0: you also have two older sons and uh, in the book you write about what it's actually like to be a family what what does it means you need to commit to each other as a family Um, can you elaborate your thoughts on this
1: Well, I've been a father now for 13 years So my thoughts on this matter have evolved as I've grown up and (laughs) as my children have grown up. And in a way, I think I've become a bit wiser than I was when I was like 30 years old. And now at this stage, I I really think that family is... It's it's a lot about commitment. You really have to accept the fact that much of your life is tied to this very small group of people. And it sometimes causes pain. Sometimes you wish that you would be like outside of it all. You would be totally alone and free. But, I mean, everything goes to hell if you don't commit. And and then in a situation of crisis, this all kind of becomes very clear. Maybe it becomes even easier because you realize that these are the most, this is the most important thing uh, in your life, really. And you you have to kind of take care of it, have to try to make sure that everyone here survives. So in this sense, I think that this book is very much about family.
0: And also family is perhaps where the strength comes from to pull it through?
1: I think so. Even though I have to say that the first part of the book it is really an emergency situation it's a it's a crisis situation and people behave unexpectedly and there's a crisis also between a man and a wife a uh, father and the mother so i think there's a real sense of, so that everything can shatter, everything can fall apart. Mm -hmm. But somehow, for some reason, it didn't go that way this time.
0: When we first discussed Beyond Our Reach, you said something like this is not a book on grief only, it's a book on life, all colors of life. And the book is deeply touching and we constantly hear now from readers that uh, it's described as unputdownable so people want to you truly have to read it in, in, in one sitting it's only when you get tears in your eyes so that your vision is blurred that you have to stop for a while and then you take a breath and and then you need to continue and we've seen this in in the beautiful reviews as well how did the actual writing process go for you?
1: Well. It actually went amazingly fast, probably because i I didn't have tears in my eyes when I was writing it was it was actually it was much easier for me to write it than to live it through. Mm-hmm. It was it was healing to be able to write it, and uh, I mean the first part of the book uh the pregnancy that does doesn't end well. I actually wrote the first version of it in three weeks because it was just that that thing was unputdownable for me for very personal reasons. I just had to get it out of my mind somehow and words are the tools that I can use. But at that point, I really didn't know if it's going to be a book, probably not. And then when I only had the first version it. It also couldn't have been a book. It was such a sad thing that happened. Uh, but then as things continued and uh, this new pregnancy started and we really got this two wonderful babies and everything kind of changed. It was only then that the whole book became possible.
0: Well, the book is also a really relentless account of your own actions and thoughts during those months. Um, you'd Don't spare yourself at all. Did you feel the need to be hard on yourself when you were writing?
1: Well, I definitely felt the need not to be easy on myself. I think that was very important because... I'm not proud of of the way i behaved many times. There's nothing to be proud of. And I wish... I could have been stronger and wiser and and efforting but then again there were also situations when I kind of was so (laughs) it's probably the way that people behave in difficult situations and you really can't know it before it happens it's a surprise to yourself but but yeah i really felt the need to really tell also those shaming thoughts and shaming words sometimes how i acted like an idiot toward my kids sometimes because i was just i guess i was under so much pressure that i think i can behave like that i couldn't really change my behavior so it happened and i thought i have to tell this to you. If I'm going to write this book,
0: you have to be completely honest.
1: Yeah, being completely honest in writing is—it's always a paradox. Uh, this book is—it's autobiographical. It's—it's it's based on real events, but it's still a novel. Always, when you start to tell it, you kind of tell it. But I think it is. It is really as honest as I could be. And I think it's, it's quite honest.
0: And I think that shows. But in the book, you describe also how you're acting as normal, as everything was normal and participating in, in everyday life. Your wife is even selling her company during this time that all this was happening to you. Um, how did people around you react when they afterwards realized what you've been through and was there something surprising for you or did you hope that they could have perhaps reacted in another way?
1: Well, this is interesting because I think it's only now that the book has been published that that actually many people, even many of my quite close friends, really really have heard what's happened because I was kind of closed. I mean, when when the crisis was on uh, and even this thing that was, that was not a crisis when we had those premature twins, but it was still like a very tender situation. So it even surprised myself how close I was. I didn't answer my friends when they write to to call me and I, I even didn't answer text messages. I, I really wanted to be just by myself. And even after that, it's just, I've been kind of like protecting myself and not being very open about it, which is of course like totally crazy if you then think that you publish a book which anyone can read. But then again, I'm a writer and I guess I books are work of art and I can control them. So in a way, it wasn't hard for me to give out a book, to tell this in a book. It was even easy and healing and, and somehow like therapeutic, but even now it's hard for me to talk about it.
0: Well, Beyond Our Reach was published three weeks ago um, by the Finnish publisher Otava, and it's been a big sales sales success since then. It's climbed uh, immediately on the bestseller lists, and it's already on its second print run um but actually the whole publication of this book was a surprise there was no foreknowledge no pre-publication marketing done and very people very few people knew even that it uh, it was coming out until the actual publication date is it because of what you just said that you wanted to do it this way uh,
1: yeah it's it's, it's part it's very much about that and it's also that it's it was really Even myself, I wasn't sure that it's going to be a book. It's going to be a novel until like June this year, like three months ago, because it had to be finished. Uh, The things that I had written were very like raw and they stayed raw, but they still had to be like made a novel. And, And then where we started from. Your first question actually was about the pregnancy and how it happens to a woman and not a man, and I think this is a real issue, and obviously the woman here has a big, big role in the book, and as this is all the biographical, so I had to be sure that that also my wife understands what I'm up to here and and like accepts accepts this, and also, because of this, it was really open until June, but she's happy about it now, too. I think we're both happy that it's out, and it's because it's really a book it's it's not like a magazine story or something. It would be harder to live with a magazine story than a book which is a work of art.
0: And it also works as a novel in the sense that it has the arch of a novel and in the narration there's the pull of a, of a yeah, novel.
1: Yeah, I think very much so. It surprised myself even when I was finishing in it and, and getting the first like reviews, like Unput, Downable. Uh, but then again, I didn't have to make up any arc for a story. Life gave me that arc and it's actually, it's, it's much better. It's much, much like, uh, it, it's much, much faster and much, <laughs> much more exciting anyway than actually any plot that I've made myself up. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's better.
0: Well, talking about life, um, you're a father of four now. And the twins that were born 13 weeks prematurely in May 2017, they are now healthy and very active one year olds. How is life at the moment for you?
1: Well, it is very busy. I never imagined myself to be a father of four, three was the maximum that I could mm-hmm. imagine. But it's good. I mean, obviously there's always some worries and if you have four children there's a lot to worry about and and I don't know they have grown up well but still I remember they were so small and and you never know but you you never know in life anyway and it sounds a bit banal but but I think I cannot really say that I have truly truly learned this lesson But I know it a bit better than I used to know. So I'm kind of like, I would say I'm enjoying life more, enjoying the good moments. And I I probably have a little more patience than I would otherwise have. And patience is good when you have four kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and twins who are one year old. So I would say life is busy, but good in two words.
0: So let's go back to the song we heard in the beginning. Um, Could you tell us what it's about and why it is essential in your book?
1: Well, I would say it's about really big themes. It's about faith and God, basically, because uh, every time things like this happened, I mean, sad, but also beautiful amazing things happen here in this book and and you start to wonder why is this who is controlling all this is there anyone so the existence of God actually it's a puzzle and for me I haven't convinced myself either way I think it's unlikely that such an entity exists but it's it's not totally like impossible So I think this song, it just came to me on the very first day when I heard that something is wrong, we're in trouble here, or the baby's in trouble, and in a few days I had made this song, and it's called Jerusalem because me and my wife visited there a few years ago, and it it was a crazy trip. I kind of, the little faith that I had, I think I almost lost it there because it's seemed impossible that there would be like three gods in the same city. Mm. So what is this all about? <laughs> so, so that's the song. It's a very personal song and it's really a homemade demo. I'm not a professional musician, but, but I play music and, and it's always been important for me. And it was important to be able to write this song.
0: Thank you, Yuha, for your deeply moving book Beyond Our Reach and for sharing your thoughts and also this jong- song with us. And thank you for everyone for listening. Here's Jerusalem.
2: Rukous on vain sanoja Ilman uskoa Kolme Jumalaa samalla kukkulalla liikaa minulle. Mutta kun jotain tapahtuu, haluan sille selityksen. Haluan muutakin kuin sanat. Rukous on vain veikkaus ilman vakaumusta, kun ristin käteni. Vain siltä, että herjaan. Mutta kun näen ihmisen, haluan sille merkityksen. Halua muutakin kuin atomia. Kaikkea ei voi saada. Eikä tietää, mitä sa canto another Son vai sanoo ilman uskoa kolme jumala samalla kukkulaa.